Hey everybody, you're watching Legacy Television. I'm Jeremy Pearsons. We're so glad to have you with us today. I'm coming to you again from the sanctuary here at Legacy Church in Green Mountain Falls, Colorado, where our good God is doing good things and we believe greater things are yet to come. Let me talk to you about some of the greater things that we can see right in front of us right now before we take some time and get into the Word today. Right now, as a local church family and as a global partner family, we are in the middle of a plan to expand project. And the scriptural foundation, scriptural foundation for this project is Isaiah chapter 54, verse 2 that says, Enlarge the place of your tent. Let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords, for you shall expand. And then he gives them directions here. You shall expand to the right. You shall expand to the left. And then notice this. Your descendants will inherit the nations. So there's expansion that needs to take place to the right, to the left. But then beyond you, he starts talking to him about the nations expanding into the nations. And that's exactly what the Lord has us doing right now as a family here at Legacy Church. We are expanding inside, outside, and worldwide. Let me tell you about that. We are expanding inside this building. Most of you know we moved here to Colorado a couple of years ago, bought this property, and over those two years, we put a lot of time and love and money into getting this sanctuary ready and getting this church open, and now we've been open and going and growing. Glory to God. But there's still some room throughout this building where expansion needs to take place. We've got roughly 13,000 square feet that we need to expand into to make room for more people, more families. So that's the expansion inside. We've got expansion that needs to take place outside in, uh, in new parking lot and, and doing some work on the highway right outside our property. This is outside expansion. But it's not just inside and it's not just outside. We're also thinking worldwide. And that's what Legacy Television is. It is the global outreach of Legacy Church. This is just the platform from which you and I reach the nations. And so we are expanding worldwide. Let's get into the Word together, and I'll be back at the end of this broadcast. Mark chapter 10 is the account of the one we call the rich young ruler. And won't take time to tell you the whole thing. You know this account. It says there was one in verse 17 that came running to him on the road. He came running. He knelt before Jesus and he asked him, good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? He's recognizing here there's something missing. The scale's off. The balance is wrong. I, I need something that I don't have. And Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one's good but one. That's God. You know the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud, honor your father and your mother. And he answered and said to him, teacher, all these things I've kept from my youth. Now go back to his question, what good thing do I have to do to inherit eternal life? You couple this with some of the other, other accounts and this is what he said. He called Jesus a good teacher and then he said, what good thing do I do? Can you see the problem here? And this is why Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? In other words, what's your concept of good? Something seems off because if you're calling him good and in the same breath calling what you do good, how many know that's a lion scale? If you got his goodness on one side and your goodness on the other and you're going, yeah, these things are about the same, uh, you're being lied to. And you live in according to a lying, unjust, unrighteous scale. And that's why Jesus said, why do you call me good? What's your concept of good? 
But because he came to him based on what I do, Jesus responded, okay, you want something to do, which is the nature of the flesh. I want something to do. I want to deserve it. I want to earn it. So Jesus talks to him about the commandments. He goes, yeah, I know. I've done that. I've kept all that. And Jesus, the Bible says, looking at him, loved him. In verse 21, said to him, one thing you lack. Go your way, sell what you have, and give to the poor. You'll have treasure in heaven. Come take up the cross and follow me. Now, not everybody got that invitation. Up until this point, there was a very small handful of guys that got that two, little two-word invitation from Jesus. Follow me. Now, those words have fallen on human ears and everyone since then. But in that time, precious few got that look. He looked at him and he loved him. And out of that love comes this invitation. Follow me. Go sell what you have. Give. Follow me. You'll have treasure in heaven. But what happened was he went. He was sad at this word. And he went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. So he recognizes there's a need. I've got stuff, I've got money, I've got material things. We know he has that. He's got great possessions. But that ought to tell you right there, there's no life in that stuff. Because this is what he's hungry for. What do I do to get this life? I want life. There's no life in this. I want life. And Jesus looked at him and he loved him. He said, all right, go sell that. Get free of that. Come follow me and I'll give you treasure in heaven. Now, I don't know if this guy realized what he did in the moment, but let me tell you, there was right there between him and Jesus an invisible set of scales. And on one side, Jesus put this invitation to eternal life. Follow me. Why follow me? Because I'm going somewhere. And I've got what you're looking for. He put life on that side of the scale. Now, I don't know if this guy realized he did this or not, but it, you can see it. It's what he did. And as soon as Jesus put life on that side of the scale, this guy loaded up his side of the scale with stuff. Great possessions. And in his mind, this scale told him that what you have materially outweighs what he's offering spiritually. And he believed it. But was that a just scale? Lied to him. Lied to him. And he went away sorrowful. Still with that life-shaped hole on the inside. He went away sorrowful because of a lying scale. And if he had stayed like five minutes, you want to know what he would have heard Jesus say? Literally, just a few verses later, he would have said, no man has left house or home or family or stuff for my sake and the gospels who will not receive, ready for this? Now in this time, a hundredfold. What's he saying? You honor me, I'll honor you. You give weight to my stuff, I'll give weight to your stuff. And he left, I'm telling you, seconds early. 
moments, if he had stayed just another couple of minutes, he would have heard, I'm not losing something. I'm sowing something. Yeah, I'm leaving it, but I'm not losing it. The moment I leave it for his sake in the gospels, or in other words, the moment that I decide he's worth more, the gospel's worth more, doing what I'm called to do is worth more, the moment I turn my back on this, a hundredfold's on its way to me. You honor him, he honors you. Just a couple of more. Don't be so excited, I know. You're... I want you to contrast that to what the psalmist said in Psalm 119, verse 162. He said, I rejoice. This guy walked away sad. The psalmist said, I rejoice at your word like one who's found a great treasure. And that's what you see in Matthew chapter 13. In Matthew 13, verse 44, Jesus said, The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid, and for the joy over it. So this is not sorrowful. This is not sad. For the joy over it goes and sells all that he has and buys the field. And Jesus said, this is what the whole kingdom of heaven is like. So let this paint a picture for you. Here's a guy working in a field, digging ditches. And he's been out there days or weeks or months digging these ditches. And then all of a sudden this day, clunk, that shovel hits something hard, something he's never hit before. And he starts digging around and he finds out there's, bar there's treasure in this field. It's buried beneath the surface. And he's looking around and he's looking at this treasure and it's, it's this massive treasure. It's huge. It's worth who knows how much. So you know what he does? For the joy over it, covers this treasure back up, goes home, sells everything he's got. We might say he goes all in. All in. And what does he do? He buys that field. Purchases a field. Now try explaining that to people you know and love. You sold everything to do what? I bought a field. You bought a field. Is it producing? Is there fruit? Is there harvest growing? No, I just bought a field. People are going to call you crazy. You go all in for a field. But what they're looking at is not the same thing you're looking at. What they're looking at is what's seen. What are you looking at? You stand there and look at that field and all they see is dirt and grass and rocks and an old dead tree in the corner. When you look at that field, what do you see? The treasure what? Beneath the surface. Can't be seen. It's unseen. And it was so precious and valuable to you that you went all in for it. Because you believed that this treasure you have found is able to absolutely replace everything you've just sold and then some, and then some, and then some, and then some. And Jesus said, this is what the kingdom of heaven's like. This is like somebody who, who on one side, they put the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven on one side of the scale, and they look at it and they go, that's worth everything I've got and more. Jesus, it's all yours. I'm all in. Take my life, do something with it. 
I belong to you. I'll go where you say go. I'll do what you say do. I'll spend where you say spend. I'll sow where you say sow. What is this? Honor. Value. But do you know that there were people in this town and the surrounding areas that woke up this morning? And whether they realized it or not, there was a little set of scales right there on the nightstand. And on one side it was, go to church. Hear from God. Get your life changed. On the other side of the scale was an extra hour of sleep. And they thought, I could really use that hour. And went back to sleep. And believed a lying scale. His honor, our honor for his things shows up, doesn't it? In the everyday. Where do you put the value? Where do you put the, the honor? The Bible says in the book of Isaiah chapter 53, the people didn't recognize Jesus for who he was. They said there was no beauty or comeliness that we should be attracted to him. We didn't esteem him. What does that mean? We didn't value him. We didn't honor him. As a matter of fact, we did esteem him stricken and smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we were healed. How did we miss that? Huh? Looking at what was seen. We thought the Messiah would look like this. And because he didn't physically look like that, we missed the whole thing. I tell you one guy who really got this wrong. It's a guy named Judas. Who put on one side of the scale. Jesus. The very image of God and the brightness of his glory. And you know what he put on the other side? 30 pieces of silver. And said, yeah, I think this weighs more than that. What a lying scale. What a lying scale. But I say not us. Amen. I say not us. This is so key to, to you and I experiencing more and more and more of the glory of God. The more we value, the more we honor what's happening. That door is just opening up wider and wider and wider. And he starts flooding through. And the, the wider that door is open, the more of the goodness and the glory of God can flood through it. Jesus said it like this in John chapter 14. He said, those who hear my commands and keep them, those are the ones who love me. And if you love me, you'll be loved of my Father. And I will love you. And listen to these words. You ready? I will manifest myself to you. What won't that fix? A manifestation of Jesus. What, what, what won't and what can't that fix? I'll, he said, I'll manifest myself. The Amplified says, I will show myself to you. I will make myself easily seen by you. You know what that sounds like to me? Fire falling and the glory of the Lord filling the house. Now we can't get so hung up on literal fire 
Now, God can manifest himself in this place any way he wants to. I'm not limiting him. It's just that we have spent a lot of time working on it. (laughs) And I'd probably rather not the whole thing go up in flames. But that's why his disciples, when he said, I'll manifest myself to you, they said, how are you going to manifest yourself to us and not the world? See, that's what they've got in their minds, that a manifestation of God is fire, physical fire coming down and, and a cloud in the sky. Like I said, the Lord can manifest himself any way he wants to, and we'd be thrilled and happy with it. But what he was talking to them about was what goes on on the inside. I'll be in you. My father will dwell in me. I'll dwell in you. You'll dwell in us. It's what's going on in you. It's not this earthen vessel. It's the glory inside it. We want to see more of this. Do we want to see more of this? It's so simple. Let's value. Let's honor God. Let's honor the things of God. Go ahead. Stephen. Jesus told us that there would be people who he would send you to but wouldn't hear or receive what you had to say. Take heed how you hear. He said, there will be those, in essence, he said, there'll be those who treat you the way you and I have treated God. And I want you to notice what happens. He said, you're going to go into a house. He said, greet the people in that house and, and speak peace to that house. And he said, if they're worthy, worthy, it's a churchy word, but Listen to it, worth. In other words, if that house puts worth and value on what I've sent you to say, stay there and let your peace rest on that place. He said, but if they're not worthy, or you could say, if they don't find it worth it, if it's not worth it to them to hear it, if it's not worth it to them to come and to be a part of it, He said, let your peace return to you. And he said, there will be those who do not hear you and do not receive you. And it's not going to be that they didn't hear the words that came out of your mouth. It's going to be how they heard. They didn't receive it. They didn't let it get in. And he gave you and I very specific instruction of what to do with people who don't give weight to the things God's called us to do and called us to say. And what he didn't tell you to do was stay there and plead with them and talk to them and think of a hundred different ways that you can explain it to try to drive it home. You know what he said do? If they don't hear it, how do you know somebody didn't hear it? They don't respond to it. How do you know somebody didn't receive it? They don't value it. There's no response to it. Here's what he told you to do. You walk outside and you shake the dust off your feet. What is that saying? You don't give any weight to it. I can't give weight to you. You don't value this. 
I can't give you more of what you don't value. To him who has, more will be given. To him who has what? Honor and value. Now what you don't want is God shaking your dust off his feet. You don't want God saying, I have no access to you. I got to move on. And that's what Jesus said. Shake the dust, go on. In other words, don't take the dust of this town with you to the next town. You take, this, you take the dust of their rejection with you to the next town, you start expecting people to reject you. Don't do that. You shake the dust, you leave it there, and you find somebody who will value it. And when you find it, stay. And that's all God's looking for. Somebody who will value it. The Bible says he searches the whole earth looking for those whose hearts are towards him. They're wholehearted to him. Man, can you see how big this is? I could stand here for another hour and a half and not shut up. I don't want to do that to you, but I'm just stirred up. Anybody else excited about the glory of God? Come on, get up on your feet. Thank you, Lord. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. That's exciting, but what's it mean? You're not ready yet. It's coming and I want you ready for it. So that's what's going on in me, in us, in our home. We're preparing ourselves right now, getting ready for the coming glory. Part of that preparation is to say, Lord, how do I honor you more? In what ways am I not giving weight to you? I don't want to live by a lying scale, an unjust scale. And it just requires you to tell that to him over and over. Nothing outweighs you. Nothing is greater than your glory. And greater is he that's living in me than he that is in the world. If you don't know Jesus, you need to. You need to invite him into your life. He needs to be the Lord of your life. He needs to be the Savior of your life. You, not, you need to be done being your own God. Now, I know most people watching this broadcast right now, you're watching this because you are born again and you are full of the Holy Spirit and that's wonderful. But if there's somebody watching right now and Jesus is not your Lord and not your Savior, then today's the day of your salvation. And I'm telling you, call on him. Just call him. Just say, Jesus, I call you Lord. I believe in my heart that you lived for me, died for me, rose again for me. I repent and I receive your forgiveness. Jesus, be the Lord of my life. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith.